the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt. Our podcast is sponsored by Alliance Defending Freedom. ADF provides help at no cost to those whose liberty is being violated, but they can't do it without your help. Call 800-691-8969. That's 800-691-8969. Or visit townhallreview.com. I had a, a listener and a friend yesterday text me, during the show saying, Seth, I get where everyone is talking about X, Y, and Z. What I don't get is why no one's talking about the fact that China is on the verge of invading Hong Kong. And if you think Tiananmen Square was a big deal, just wait until China sends 5,000 tanks into Hong Kong and paralyzes one of the world's most strong economies. No one better to talk about all these things than someone I have uh, known and counted a dear friend for many, many years and uh, perfectly placed uh, for this uh, story. Brian Kennedy, he is the chairman of the Committee on the Present Danger China, which has been getting a lot of attention, his organization these days, and also president of the American Strategy Group. Brian Kennedy, welcome back to the show. Thanks for making time for us. Well, thank you, Seth. Uh, Great to be with you. And it's a it's an important time to be talking about these things. Huge, sure. Hugely important. Before we get to what's going on in Hong Kong and the various things, just for the audience, because I have a feeling they're going to see the, your organization's name a lot more uh, in the nearest of futures, the Committee on the Present Danger China. Say a word about or two about it, if you will, uh, Brian, your, your, the organization you uh, chair. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. Um, back in the uh, 50s and then in the 70s, there was a group of, um, I would say, concerned citizens, scholars, uh, national security professionals that were trying to persuade the country that the world was a dangerous place back in the 50s uh, before the Korean War and then uh, during the 70s and the Cold War. Right. You know, even with these things going on back then, a lot of Americans didn't see how dangerous the world was. There was this thing called the Committee on the Present Danger to try to describe to Americans just how serious, for instance, the Soviet threat was during the Cold War. A lot of Americans knew there was a Sputnik moment. Things were serious, but they didn't know the magnitude and the committee, which included by the late 70s, Ronald Reagan himself, uh, was influential. Uh, Steve Bannon, Frank Gaffney, and I started this new committee earlier this year believing that Americans didn't quite understand just how serious the Chinese threat was mm-hmm. and to and to really help explain much of what President Trump has tried to do in holding the Chinese to account for a lot of their bad behavior, just how dangerous they are, both economically and militarily. Well, it's, it's 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 night time. I'm so glad you guys have done this. I'm so glad you guys are there. So on that score, tell us about the stakes in Hong Kong and uh, where you see where you see it possibly going. How's that for a qualifier? Possibly going. Yeah, possibly going. Um, you know, I'm just finishing the piece I, I've written about this. Good, and good, I'll good. send it to you Please. Uh, when it's done. But uh, this this extradition law that the PRC has proposed for Hong Kong, Mm -hmm. 
was almost entirely unnecessary. This was the spark, by the way. This this piece of legislation this, yeah, this, was the spark yeah. that led to the protests. Yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm sorry. No, yeah. you're good. Uh, and that extradition law was they want to be able to say at any time, uh, we want this person extradited to the mainland so we can try them for any proposed or supposed crimes we see. Right. Well, it was completely unnecessary in the sense that the Ministry of State Security in the PRC would rendition back to the mainland anybody they wanted to whenever they wanted to. Of course, right. This is, after all, a totalitarian nation, a dictatorship, communist dictatorship. And so it doesn't care really about playing by the rules. And so in proposing the extradition law, it was saying to the people of Hong Kong, not only are we your masters, but you're going to submit to us. Right. You're going to take your dictatorship and enjoy it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and you're going to take your tyranny, as it were, on the void. Well, the people of Hong Kong, who've lived with a tremendous amount of economic freedom and with relatively open political discourse, thought that was outrageous. Mm-hmm. And so there are these programs. equivalent to something like the intolerable X that we dealt with <laughs> at our around our, the yeah. time of our something like that. But anyway, uh, yeah, go no, ahead. no, 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 yeah, exactly. But my point is, I think this is directed partly to people of Hong Kong Mm -hmm. so that they submit, but primarily at President Trump. Right. Because they want to prove a point to President Trump that nothing matters to them more than their communist dictatorship. Not anything they might do in Hong Kong or anything he may force them to do when it comes to their economic relationship, Mm -hmm. that they're not going to give in when it comes to the kind of reforms he wants them to do in China. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to demonstrate their resolve to, to Donald Trump, first and foremost. I think that's why they were doing this. Because why else would they propose doing this in the middle of sensitive trade negotiations? Right, right. With someone just sitting in the Central Committee of the PRC and just said, hey, you know, gosh, I'm really worried that we might alienate someone if we don't formally propose an extradition law yeah. for Hong Kong. Yeah. People will think we don't play by the rule. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. No. Right? <laughs> this is something. <laughs> meetings were held. Memos were sent. Yes. Right. right. As we like and, to say. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're engaged in an information war with the United States. Right. And an economic war. And so they wanted to prove a point, and so they proposed this law knowing it would cause this kind of outrage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so this is all orchestrated by the PRC to condition, as I say, the people of Hong Kong, but also the people of the West, show they're not messing around. They're willing to sacrifice great things. They're willing to alienate people here in the West from the PRC. Because nothing matters more to them than power. Money is money is rather secondary in that regard. Mm-hmm. Power is what matters the most. Mm-hmm. And they're proving it right now. They're massing troops on the border. The riot police they have in there now are essentially People's Liberation Army. Mm-hmm. And they mean to drive home a point for all of us here in the West 
on who's in charge. That's a great that's a great outline and picture you've painted, Brian, on 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 the why about all of this. I think that's it's really astute, and it does uh, I think put the president in a bind. Uh, you you tell me or you walk him out of it for us on air if you don't mind, because you know if 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 they are willing to put thousands of tanks in there, if they're willing to do a you know a Tiananmen on 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 crack or something like that. Taiwan, uh, Hong Kong, like Taiwan before it, and perhaps Tibet before it. We we hold we hold strong views of these places in our hearts in America, stronger than a lot of pl- other places that are you know um, uh, under under the thumbscrew of a dictator. We have in America long felt very strongly pulled towards the pleas of the Taiwanese and the Tibetans and and those in Hong Kong. Um, but you know uh, the concept of a, of a military interaction with China is is something that uh, obviously uh, requires a lot more thinking. So would you walk us through some of all of that? Yes, I mean I I uh I think they mean not only to demonstrate resolve but also of course to embarrass the president. Because we're not going to war over Hong Kong. You do you remember that famous uh was back in the I guess it was 95 96 a Chinese general said to a U.S. ambassador not to interfere with U.S.-Taiwan relations or PRC-Taiwan relations because the United States valued Los Angeles more than it did Taipei. Right, right, right. And it meant to, it meant to say, don't mess around with us sure. because we're willing to go nuclear. Sure, sure. Well, is President Trump going to go to war over Hong Kong? No. That's that's not in the cards. No one would expect it. So they mean to embarrass President Trump. They mean to show him to be tough when it comes to economics. But in the words of Chairman Mao or Deng Xiaoping, a paper tiger Mm. when it comes to things like this. You you, You can talk a good game, but you're not really going to do something about it. Brian, and again, yeah. in an information war, that's what they're trying to do, embarrass him. But we are not without uh, without the ability to respond in other ways. I'm, and I wondered if we might talk about those. I've looked at some of what Tom Cotton has proposed, and may, I'd like to talk about what you guys at the Committee on the Present Danger have in mind, yes, how you would advise uh, the president's team. Uh, Brian, you had outlined uh, just a wonderful scenario as to the thinking, as you see it, from the Chinese regime and uh, the stakes that uh, imposes on President Trump. Uh, and 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 he does have uh, some uh, some tools and recommendations uh, from you guys on what to do. I, I'd love love to hear your analysis of that. Well, thank you, Seth. Uh, the main one is to revise the Hong Kong Policy Act okay. of 1992. Okay. Right now, the Hong Kong has a kind of most favored nation status with the United States, mm-hmm. so that the kind of tariffs and restrictions we're currently imposing on. People's Republic of China are not imposed on Hong Kong. Well, if in fact the PRC fully absorbs Hong Kong, let's just say, let's hope it doesn't happen, of course, but let's just say something did occur, then Hong Kong would be in the same economic boat as the rest of the PRC. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the Hong Kong today serves as a very useful financial. Uh, vehicle for the rest of mainland China. Mm-hmm. 
it's able to do things financially, to move money around, uh, engage in certain uh, public offerings for the state-owned enterprises that currently can't be done or done very well out of Beijing or Shanghai. Mm-hmm. But without getting too complicated, the PRC really needs Hong Kong to do certain financial transactions that helps keep their economic house of cards you know, going. Mm-hmm. If President Trump started to revise that Hong Kong Policy Act, that would put real restrictions on the PRC. Now, it would put them on the people of Hong Kong as well, unfortunately. But it's the kind of reform that I think the PRC could not easily handle. And so the PRC is playing a very dangerous game here mm-hmm. by, by tempting the president. Now, what else could the president do? He could certainly sanction individual members of the Communist Party in China. Mm-hmm. They have family here. They travel here a lot. They have you know, all sorts of businesses in the United States, maybe the kind of things he should be doing anyway. Mm-hmm. But he can be very restrictive, more restrictive even than he has been when it comes to tariffs and all of our economic you know, relationships with the PRC. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, I, again, I think they're testing him with this. They're testing him. This is only partly about the people of Hong Kong. They're testing Trump. And they're trying to find out whether those those forces within his administration that want to make a deal with China, are they more powerful or are the people who are the hawks within the administration more powerful? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. President Trump himself has been very tough on China. Uh-huh. But he has an entire administration who is telling him, you know, we don't want to put the global economy into free fall. Right. We don't want to hurt China, right. you know. They've persuaded him not to put certain tariffs on consumer goods prior to the holidays here. So the president is a bit receptive to economic concerns. Again, this is a test to see whether or not the Trump administration is willing to genuinely stand up against the PRC. The PRC, I think, wants to find that out sooner rather than later. And because I can't, if the president, yeah, go if ahead. The president's not if the president's not tough on the PRC. I think one of these Democrats will be. That's They're what right I was going to say. This there, there has been a strain. Uh, I haven't seen it in a while, but I remember a certain strain in the Democratic Party. Perhaps even if memory serves, coming from Nancy Pelosi in the nineties, that was pretty tough on China, at least with regard to the human rights stuff. At least with regard to that. That's my memory. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 No. Absolutely. And and I think a lot of the old line Democrats, the labor union Democrats, saw China as a competitor to American manufacturing. Much of that is evaporated, but there is still a remnant, and Nancy Pelosi represents that. Okay. Along with along with human rights abuses, but look at the president says up, the Democrats stay down. Yes. And so even if they don't really believe it. If the president is not seen as being tough on China, the Democrats are going to go there. Right. I think you're right, because I don't think the president can afford to let this one go. I mean, I think the Chinese have played it pretty smartly, I have to tell you. From the way I look at it, given the scenario you painted, I think they've... The president ran on the border wall, tough trade deals with China, and, you know, an improved economy, rebuilding the military, these kind of things. 
president staked his you know part of his presidency here on these tough trade deals with China, and so it, it, the Chinese know that, and so if they can screw up his reelection chances in the next eighteen months, they're going to do it. Yeah, the last person they want in that office. Donald Trump. Yeah, right. I think you're right about that, Brian. And uh, a, a few other things that I have seen you and some others talk about that uh, I just want other American, uh, other people in earshot of us to, to, to think about as well. Uh, the student visas issue. That's something we've talked about for a long time, isn't it? Uh, curtailing student visas for Chinese nationals here. There's not there's not a small number here. No, I mean, there's there's, you know, over 50,000, I believe, right now. Mm-hmm. And most of these, you know, some of them obviously are probably just students who want to make their way in the United States. Mm -hmm. But the vast majority of them are coming here. They're getting an education. They're taking that knowledge, most of it in engineering and science, back to the People's Republic. Right. It's not like they're coming here and they want to be Americans and make the American dream ever greater. Right. No, we're not they, getting they, any they, benefit. <laughs> no, no. Right. And to the and to the extent that many of them do stay here, we have found well, I say we, the US government, I'm, I say this as a citizen, there's been ample evidence that many of them go into American industry sure. and are part of this theft of intellectual property. Oh, I'm sure. That we see going on. Yeah. So we let them come here, we let them go to school here, and then they end up stealing our wealth. Mhm. Does anybody think that's a good idea? That, I think, should be stopped immediately anyway, regardless of what happens in Hong Kong. Good point. Um, Unless they can demonstrate that they're actually going to be part of what we're doing here in the country, and that's a very hard thing for them to prove. No, and and you're making making a really strong point. It's a funny thing. It's just now the American people's attention, right? It's just now seriously taking up China again. If you go to the websites, I know you and I probably traffic. You're now seeing, you know, two and three and four articles on China a day, whereas maybe we we saw one or two a month. So I'm I'm glad we are all getting an education on this, Brian, and in large part thanks to uh, you and your organization, the Committee on the Present Danger which I saw quoted on Fox News earlier today as well. So thank you very much for the outline, and I'm going to ask you to stay close. We'll come back to you soon, I'm sure. Thank you, Seth. Great great to be with you, and please keep up the great work. Okay, thank you. You too, Brian Kennedy. Brian Kennedy from the Committee on the Present Danger, China. PresentDangerChina.org is the website. Hey, thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt. Our podcast is sponsored by Alliance Defending Freedom. ADF provides help at no cost to those whose liberty is being violated, but they can't do it without your help. Call 800-691-8969. That's 800-691-8969. Or visit townhallreview.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.